Peace and love. Peace and love. Welcome to this neighborhood, neighbor. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You know what I am? I'm a housewife that figured it out. Wow, 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 And now, here's the host of Good Things Radio, Brooke Taylor. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Welcome to episode number 150 of Good Things Radio. My name is Brooke Taylor, a housewife who has not figured it out. And we have hit a milestone, friends. 150 episodes and going strong. I feel like Thanksgiving is coming a little bit early. Very grateful for your feedback, your encouragement over the years, getting us here to this point. 150 shows in, over 100,000 downloads. And that is just since switching to the Podbean platform. Originally starting this show with my friend Jennifer Willits and really almost ending it there when she was unable to continue, but you have kept us going. And so I thank you for that. And I wanted to thank our entire cast of characters that make periodic cameos like Father Nathan Cromley and Pastor Linda Isaiah, who will join me on today's broadcast. My mom, who pops in from time to time. Wonderful guests, of course, my producer extraordinaire, Mark Cumming, and and our Podbean patrons. So many of you there from the very beginning. Thank you. Thank you. Indispensable supporters of the show. God bless you. And let's celebrate. We do have a giveaway on today's show. As I mentioned, special guest Linda Isaiah is also back on the program and she's going to be our pastor in your purse. So we've got Padre in your pocket with Father Nathan and today's segment with Linda, pastor in your purse. And she is going to remind us of God's mercies. They are new every morning and every day that we are alive we are awake, we live and breathe, is a fresh opportunity to begin again. She's also one of our contributors for Choose Hope, our 52-week devotional. And so I had a chance to sit down and talk to her about what she's going to write, and she's going to give us a little sneak peek about that as well. So a lot to do, a lot to get to. Let's get her done. Hello, Brooke, and everyone at Good Things Radio. I'm just calling to say congratulations. Padre in your pocket here, Father Nathan, and I'm just saying, what an accomplishment, 150 episodes. And this is all for the glory of God and for helping other people. And we are all behind you and Good Things Radio. Hopefully you can do another 150 more and continue to shine that light. Thanks so much again, Brooke, and congratulations. Thank you to my friend, Father Nathan Cromley, doing amazing things and so blessed to have his presence on our program for so long. Thank you, sending a hug and prayer right back at you, Father. So grateful for all you do. Romans chapter 5 has been one of my favorites for many years, living it anew in my adult life through loss, through a chronic situation. We glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope, and hope does not disappoint. Amen and alleluia. And someone that lives that, shares that, and is a dispenser of hope is our 
first guest on the program today, really excited from the car, my friend. Check it out on episode number 150, Pastor Linda Isaiah. To celebrate episode 150, it's been nice to be able to connect with some of my favorite people. So, of course, of course, of course. Pastor Linda Isaiah has to be in that group. Because we're in the car. <laughs> I know. We're kind of parking. We're podcast parking. Podcast parking. I want to blow my horn. <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo. Yay, 150. But it's quiet in here. The acoustics are good. <laughs> and we just finished breakfast, so we try to get together every now and then. Oh, wonderful breakfast. Yeah. And it goes too fast. But yeah. in the midst of our conversation, we were talking about Choose Hope, the book, Hope. the devotional. You bless blessed us with your writing in the last book, Choose Joy. And here again, you're going to be writing a reflection. So we'll get into that. I know that we want to talk about that. How are you doing? I think for our listeners, we always miss you because you pop in, pop out, but just wanted to check in and and how are you doing? Well, I'm doing, I'm living, uh, get up to be up. You got to get up and I'm persevering through my grief and all of the challenges that come with the financial struggles that we don't even talk about when you lose a spouse because your whole, everything, how your economy just changes. That's the word I want to use. Your finances change. And so, but I'm hanging in there. I'm doing well. And hopefully we'll be able to kind of talk about a little bit in my reflection to give some women hope. I remember a year ago, year and a half ago, we talked about advice to married couples, yeah. advice to wives, to husbands. So now I wonder if you could do that from the perspective. Life has changed a lot since yeah. that episode. It was yeah. called Girl Talk. I don't remember the name of the, sh- the episode, the number, but I know that was the title was Girl mm-hmm. Talk. So what would you say now to women who their spouses are living and if you could go back and tell yourself something, knowing what you know now, what you've traveled through, through the grief, through the financial ups and downs, any words of advice that you would give yourself two years ago or, or for us listening? Yeah, I would probably say don't sweat the small stuff. And, and, and the issues that you're arguing about, they're not going to last always. And most of them aren't that important in the scheme of life. You know, if he doesn't put the seat down and he doesn't wipe his feet, those things are so small when it comes to the fact that when you lay down in the bed at night, he's not next to you. And even if you don't sleep in the bed with your husband, and I'm sure there's some women who don't, having him in the home and his very presence, his scent, his smell, those are the things you don't want to take for granted. You know, it's funny because... My husband, I'm always, I'll just go up to him and cling to him because I do, I do think about the fragility of life every single day. And my husband, the other day I did this and he said, you're, you're already putting me in the grave. And I said, no, because I just said, I don't want you to die. But I think the longer that we live, the more we know we are not promised tomorrow. So I appreciate those reminders. We're not. We are not promised tomorrow. You're not promised today. Yeah. You, you don't know what the day is going to hold. And one thing Errol and I did uh, is we always made sure that whatever happened during the day, when we went to bed at night, we made sure to clear that thing up. Even if it was to table it to the next day and say, I love you. That we never left angry. And that's something I can tell couples. Don't go to bed mad. It's not worth it because you don't want to live with regrets because somebody is going to die. That's the realities Mm -hmm. of life. Might not be now, might be in the 80s and the 90s. I don't know, but it's, it comes and we're not, we're just not adequately prepared for it. Um, Because we think, 
we look at ourselves and we just think we're going to last forever, but we're not. And the other thing I know that you and Errol did, your entire marriage was pray together. I had a chance to listen to my friend, Brother John Michael Paul, speak recently about how to have a strong marriage, how to have a strong family. And over and over, he talked about, as husband and wife, the need to pray. doesn't need to be long, doesn't need to be elaborate, but we get so busy and we put our priorities on other things, money troubles, health, kids, and that sometimes can take precedent over the fact that for 30 seconds before you go to bed or even in passing that's right that you say a prayer together that's right it's so important to always touch each other and i'm i'm not and i'm you know i'm I'm talking to somebody this morning i'm not touchy-feely that's not my thing you usually marry your opposites anyway arrow was touchy-feely always had his hands on me um and so i made sure to make myself touch him during the day, if it's across his back, his top of his head, you know, just touching his finger, just putting my hands on him. And the prayer piece was important in our marriage at night. And sometimes he'd say, Linda, I'm too tired, you pray. And I would pray. Um, Errol prayed long, and I would just be like, okay, say amen. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's one that wants to pray and one that doesn't. And those are, those are the realities of life, you know what I'm saying? It's real. It's real. So uh, there's so many things that we did so consistently as a couple that we have this relationship. We had a foundation. You know, he went to dialysis on Monday. And on Monday, we got dialysis. We went to Applebee's because they have hamburgers for $6.99. And so <laughs> we had those $6.99 hamburgers. He had fries and I had uh, vegetables. So there, we had these rituals. Right. And you don't realize how many rituals you have until they're not there. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, it's football season, and we're supp- and he's not down in the basement screaming, and I'm not upstairs fussing because he's screaming, and mm-hmm. I'm in the house by myself. So those things come back, and they, they really mean something. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because as you're talking, it makes me think of you as a ship. You know, you were safely docked at shore, the shore of your husband's heart. This was your life. And now that early time where you kind of were untethered, and you're floating, and you're trying to find your way. Yeah. Where am I supposed to be? But that yeah. lighthouse house, that hope is what continues to draw us to the eternal shore. And it makes me think of it because it's been on my mind with our book so much and the virtue of hope, choosing hope in the midst of Mm -hmm. all the challenges that will inevitably come our way the longer that we live. And so I wanted to ask what you're going to be writing about. And I know you have your scripture. I know you've been praying about it. So for our readers, what can they expect for you to share? Well, I think I'm going to, because I'm a real person, I talk about real things and I, I, I want to share my heart. I'm going to talk about my, my grief and my struggle in my grief. And you know, grief can be a suffering if you live in it, or it can be just a way for you to move towards perseverance. Cause the scripture in Romans five, one through five says about perseverance, suffering, if you suffer through it, it develops perseverance, that muscle. And then that muscle brings hope. But if you don't suffer through a thing, you can't get to the other side of hope. And that's why people stay hopeless because they never get through the suffering. They live in it. And so I'm going to talk about my own journey and my grief with my husband and how I've made a choice. That's the word. 
I made a choice that says choose hope. You have to make a choice every day. I choose to be hopeful. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't cry. It doesn't mean that I'm not sad. It doesn't mean I miss my husband. It doesn't mean that I'm not angry with him sometimes because of some things that happen and the situation that I'm in. But I choose by I choose to be hopeful because I know that if God did it for me before, he'll do it for me again because his word is true. So in our suffering, in our, there's something in that suffering, Brooke, that God works things out in us. He builds character in us. You know what yes, I'm saying? Yes. And, and we don't want to suffer. And it's that phrase, a difficult hope. We were talking about yes. that this morning where it is, it, it hurts and it's long, but there's, he uses everything. He doesn't waste anything. And he wants to let you know that I'm there. I've always been there and I'll continue to be there. I'm just waiting for you to move through what I'm trying to make out of you because I'm trying to build something in you in your suffering. And some people stay in their suffering and they are bitter because the Bible says that without hope, our hearts are hope deferred makes the heart sick. You literally, your heart is sick, but your body gets ill. So I have to, I, even in my grief, I'm trying to exercise, eat right. Because for a while there, the pain of it was so difficult, I started getting ill. I was having problems with the foot, then problems with the tooth, then problems with yeah. this. And I'm just like, okay, enough of this. Keep pushing, keep moving. Everything is starting to balance out a little bit. But then all of a sudden you get this wave that will come right back around with your grief. And, and, but the suffering starts to ease up because you keep persevering through it. And you, when you taste hope, when you taste hope and you taste the hope of the Lord, you want to get over to the other side. Because yeah. you know, when I get over there, I feel the comfort of the Lord. You know, and so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk just a little bit about I'm in the middle of foreclosure and um, don't judge me because I'm talking to somebody who's suffering the same thing or who suffered it and suffered it in silence and in shame. But there's no shame in this. My situation, every situation is different mm -hmm. and my situation is, is different and it's convoluted and I can't go into detail on the on the radio, on the broadcast right now, but in my in dealing with foreclosure, which is something I, I thought I'd never be in this time last year, but I'm in that and I've made a decision. I'm going to suffer and persevere through it. And so I've had to get an attorney and do some things that oh, I exhale sometimes but I've but God is directing me that he's it says in the book of Psalms that God orders your steps mm -hmm. and he's kind of ordering my steps and he's just saying Leah Linda trust me I'm gonna take care of you I promise you I'll never leave you nor forsake you and when you land this time next year you'll look back and think wow to be able to look back and see yeah the land with which you came, you yes. know, from where you came. The circle. It, right. You know, as you, it, I was thinking too about one of my old morning show partners and every now and then he would come in and he would be dapper with a suit and tie. We got in early. It was yeah. 5 a.m. Yeah. And I remember asking him sometimes like, why, if some days, why do you dress so fancy? And he said, I always dress the nicest when I'm the most tired. When I feel the most exhausted, that's, that's when I dress up. And I really appreciated that, especially from a man. Cause I think yeah. women, sometimes we can do the retail therapy thing, yeah. but I really like that he did that. And I, you've said that yeah. you can see when people are missing hope, they, 
they wear it in the way they walk yes. with their head down and not not feeling like they have anything to even dress up for. And I understand that. I think so many of us, we've been there. Yeah. But like you said, to fight and to not stay there. Yeah. You know, uh, people say to me at church, um, because I really, really put forth a better effort or to look my best on Sundays. I mean, you know. And so uh, when I walk in, people look at me and they're like, is she in grief or is she looking for a man? Because my whole style has changed. It needed to change. I don't want to look like someone who's heartbroken, even though my heart is broken. I want to look like an overcomer. If you walk like an overcomer and you look like an overcomer, you will overcome. But if you continue, you got to speak those things in your heart Mm -hmm. as though they, it's not as though they are. You have to actually speak them out. So you have to get up in the morning. You got to walk through the house and say, I choose hope. I choose to be hopeful. So I'm going to put on some lipstick. I'm going to put on some makeup. I'm going to put on the best that I have. I mean, I've gone to the dentist lately, cute, because I just decided I'm going to the dentist cute today, okay? Because I want to feel good. My heart is broken. I'm sad. I'm going to put on some clothes and walk out of my house because it becomes about your actions because your actions, then you have your attitude and it all runs together. And then people look at you, then they get hopeful. And they say, oh yeah, they say, if she can do it, I can do it. If she can go to church and stand in the front row and cry while they're singing Great is Thy Faithfulness and cry and wipe the mascara and the tears and then sit down and raise her hand up and say, God, I'm grateful that you've been faithful to me. Morning by morning, the song says, new mercies I see. And when I think about that particular scripture, I think it's in Lamentations, morning by morning, uh, that, that, that yes. God's mercies are new every morning. And I said, oh, we, even though I didn't do the best today, tomorrow I get a whole new set of mercies. Yeah. A whole, not stale ones. <laughs> and then I don't, a whole new set of mercies. Yeah. And I can raise my hands in church and say, God's mercy, God's been good to me. He loves and, me. and that's an enduring that's image. Hope. Yes. And I'll never forget for all of my days that moment at Errol's funeral. I talked about it on this podcast that we were there at the funeral in your church weeping and you were standing up with your arms raised in front of the casket and you were praising God. And in the book of Job, that moment where he loses everything, his children, his health, his yes. land, it says that he falls down and worships. The Lord gives and takes away. Blessed be the name of the yes. Lord. And you've been called to that. Yes. You know, it's not an easy thing, but on this here show again, you talked yeah. before that you are a hope dispenser. Yes. And that's why I also think it's going to be so exciting and powerful to hear your words. You were made for this. This is what you do. It to is. offer that hope to others. So any final remarks as we wrap up? Because I never want to wrap up. <laughs> as we conclude. You know, I always say to women, they're all, if you call me on my phone, it says there's always hope. I think we get trapped and we get so focused on what's in front of us and we get overwhelmed. Even as I'm packing boxes, I get overwhelmed with the memories and everything. And then I have to stop, get a cup of tea like I did yesterday, blow my nose because I was always running, crying. Blow my nose and uh, say, you know what? I choose hope. I choose. Because see, you can cry in hope. Mm-hmm. We think that hope means we're just running around, always jumping around with our heads up doing carpet. No, no, no. You can be crying. And in the midst of your tears, when I was at my husband's casket, in my brokenness, I said, but I choose hope because I know 
that this is going to pass and God has something else on the other side for me. So that's what I would say to women. Whatever you're going through today, how difficult it is with children's husbands, finances, your health, whatever you're, it's going to pass. Choose hope. Choose hope. Choose and that's hope. the power of the resurrection. Yes, it is. I want you to also invite people to your conference. Now you have an event coming up. Yeah, I have an event coming up October 13th at the Hope Center. It's called at 1010 South Hawkins. And it is only $20. It's from 9 to 12. And if you don't have $20, come anyway and be my guest. And we're going to talk about stand, how to stand firm in the midst of adversity. And know this, that God's not done with you yet. When God gets done with you, you'll know it because you'll be in somebody's seminar. Cemetery. As long as you're breathing, he's not done with you yet. So join me. You can call me. My number is 330-322-1417 and identify yourself. I can get you some information. I would love to have you there. And Felicia will be singing if you all. Mm. Oh, Felicia's going to be at the Catholic Christian yeah. Festival. The, the Faith and Family Festival. Felicia is a force, a gospel oh singer. Oh my God. And had a chance to be introduced at one of your conferences to yes. her. And then now she's going to be playing on the main stage yes. with Stars Go Dim and Remedy Drive and some really great music acts. And we're going to September be there. 23rd at yes, Walsh University. September 23rd. We're yeah. going to be there too yeah. to support her. That's exciting. Uh-huh. She's excited too. Good. She has earned it. And so, oh and you're a part of that. You're the hope dispenser. You opened that door, I'm made so that excited. connection. Well, and you are too, because you asked, you know, the connection yeah. is around there. And she sent me this thank you. And she said, I know the only reason I'm singing is because of you, Pastor Isaiah. But as you said, she's earned it. She is gifted. Yeah. And you all don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss her. So we've got some good stuff coming up. And as you yeah. said, as you told me, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. So <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's what they say in the black community. <laughs> I love you. And ain't nothing you can do about it. I want to say, yeah, it is. Because you don't love me that much, but that's okay. <laughs> we it's do. Funny. We do. I know you do. Thank you, Linda. God bless you. Oh, God bless you. Thank you so much to my friend, Pastor Linda Isaiah. And I appreciate that perseverance reminder and to make a choice, put on some lipstick. I like that she said that and be an overcomer. And some of the things that she was saying reminded me of the refiner's fire that she touched on. It made me think of the quote at St. Ignatius of Loyola. That's who my son, Grant, chose as his confirmation name. And so I was able to pull this up. Something that I had shared with him reminded me right back there again, what she said. And it's this, it is not the finest wood that feeds the fire of divine love but the wood of the cross. Amen. The Diocese of Youngstown presents the 9th Annual Faith and Family Festival free Sunday, September 23rd on the West Quad of the campus of Walsh University. This free day-long event begins at 11 a.m. with an outdoor mass, then amazing live music all day long, including Stars Go Dim. Remedy Drive. prizes, affordable food, goodies, vendors, and fun for kids and teens. Join us for a day of music, inspiration, and celebration. The Faith and Family Festival, free, Sunday, September 23rd on the West Quad of the campus of Walsh University. For more details, visit faithfamilyfest.org. That's faithfamilyfest.org.
So Ohio friends, hope to see you there. That commercial produced with the Diocese of Youngstown and is airing in Cleveland and I think in Columbus, different markets. So excited about that. And if you can't make it to the Faith and Family Festival, I'm planning to capture some audio. That's the plan. So again, it's coming up on Sunday, September 23rd, and we're going to share just some nuggets, some highlights from that day if you're not able to make it in person. Well, the mail must go through. The mail must go through. No matter if it rains or snows, the mail must go through. I said the mail Hi, Brooke. I just wanted to leave a quick message about the pilgrimage to the Holy Land. I was so incredibly blessed to be able to go last year, and it's been nine months since we've been home from that pilgrimage, and I can honestly say that I am still daily being transformed by that pilgrimage, and the immense It's so hard to put into words. It still is hard to put into words. But the journey of walking through the Holy Land where Jesus walked, where Mary visited Elizabeth, all these places that are still so fresh in my mind. And the reason is, is because spending time in prayer with sacred scripture my senses are alive. Reading the other day about the 12 gates, just picturing the city walls of Jerusalem. I spent a lot of time touching different stones. There's a lot of stone in the Holy Land, a lot of rock. And I was really wanted to immerse myself with all my senses, sights and smells and sounds. And there is nothing that compares to that pilgrimage. I have I don't have other pilgrimages to compare it to, but I can say that if there's a listener that's there's some fear there. It, whether it's financial, whether it's leaving your your husband and your children, if the Lord has placed this on your heart and it's really like you're thinking about it a lot, I promise you that it will be worth it. And I think that my family is better for me doing that. I am able to explain and enter in and help my family, except for the multiple times my children are saying, mom, are you crying again? I mean, constantly for the gospel, I'm tearing up because it's such a strong pull of emotion to have been to these places. Brooke, I cannot recommend it enough. God bless you. And I just wanted to leave that quick message to let you know. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. As you're talking, I'm thinking, I'm going back there in my mind to that memory. And even now, as I'm starting to see the Christmas decorations come up, my mind is somewhere else because last Advent, I was in the Holy Land. And so I know that for the rest of my life, it's going to completely change the understanding, the idea, the vision of walking through that time of year. Instead of snow, I'm thinking of sand. I'm thinking of the cave. And And even the music, the Orthodox hymns that I was able to hear, the incense this time around, we're going to be there during Lent, Ash Wednesday in Jerusalem, in the Holy Land with Brother John Michael Paul. It's really neat, too, to start to see the trip fill up. All the information is going to be in the show notes, so check it out. If you have any questions, we'd love for you to travel with us. And thank you so much, Christina, for sharing your experience. It's Brooks House. It's Brooks House. 
Honey, and the fall decor is officially slowly going up at our house. We have a few things, like there's mums on the front step, which reminds me I really need to water them. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. The fall wreath is out, so that's on the front door. And kind of we're getting ready slowly for that autumn season and letting go. I was thinking about that, how with the leaves changing, they fall from the trees. That reminder that the days are shortening, that it's a season of letting go. I suppose we could say that about any season. When we transition from fall to winter, that's also a period of letting go as well each season. But because nature loves change, but we are called every season. And that's what I love about the liturgical year to renewal. And so as I think concurrently here, as we're launching episode number 150 about our program, I think it's also a time of renewal here on the show. And we're working on some exciting things in the future. This season that we launched was new for us where we said, okay, going to do 16 episodes live every Monday. Well, not live, but every Monday new shows, lots of guests, more goodies and giveaways and things like that, and the possibility, really, really exciting things happening of expanding our reach, God willing, and always finding and curating content that I hope you will find useful in your walk. And so you're a part of that. And what I'm planning to do this week, if you haven't already signed up for our newsletter, I just want to invite you to do that so you can be a part of it. Just take a minute, check out the show notes, click on the link to sign up. And so in this newsletter, I'm going to send out a bit of a survey. What do you want more of on the show? Is it that you want more guests to cover a broader range of content? Do you want to hear more current news and events, things that are pertinent to the Christian worldview or what's happening in the church specifically? I try to touch on a lot of that, but it's been a long time since I actually cast the net and ask you personally what it is you enjoy most. Do you want more spiritual resources, prayer ideas, books, Bible studies? Maybe it's recipes or like lifestyle topics like beauty hacks and TV and film. This is all stuff I like. So I try to incorporate it, as I mentioned, fitness, menu ideas, that sort of thing. But I list all those specifically because there's a common ground in things that through being in media that I'm able to be exposed to to bring to you, but then also general interests of lifestyle and faith. So I want to know what you think so that I can better serve you, that our show can continue to strengthen and grow. And so many of you support us every day, every week through your Podbean patron donations, as well as your prayers. So I just want to make sure that we're doing our best with what you need. And you know, the thing is, too, I haven't even had a chance to tell you personally what has been going on because things have been so busy in the guest realm and with some of the goodies and the extra things that we've been throwing in. Like, I never even did get back to sharing the idea about running a marathon and tell you in, I think, August, maybe it was July, we last talked about that. There were so many of you that when I threw the question out there, what's the right thing to do? Turning 40, thinking I might want to run a marathon, and if I'm ever going to do it, now's the time. But if I'm worried that it's going to put pressure on me and give me less time with my family, then maybe it's not a good goal. You know that filter that we all try to run through, run is the operative word, is this the right thing? But a lot of you had some really awesome feedback, most saying, just do it, just run it, do it, and you'll realize that was wasn't even that big of a deal. So I really appreciate it. 
And by the way, I'm not going to do it right now just because with the book, with the Choose Hope devotional, that has really taken up seven days a week, almost all day, getting things ready, edited, collected, all the writings. And so it's something maybe in the spring, the dream scenario would be, I was talking to my son Grant about this, and we had done the Presque Isle half marathon over the summer and talking about maybe doing another one in the spring. And the dream, the bucket list would be going out west where it's so scenic and gorgeous and inspiring, like some sort of west. Western state, Utah, or maybe Big Sur out in California, something like that, how we would get there, what we would do to afford it. (laughs) I have no idea. But we're trying to dream. And if that would be it, that would be the kind of marathon that I would want to do. So who knows, for the moment, since we're getting caught up on personal stuff, I'm just excited to share that I am going to be doing a leg in the Old Glory Relay. So Old Glory Relay is part of Team RWB, Red, White, and Blue, that I'm a part of. I don't even know if I've shared, if I announced that on the show for about a year and a half that helps veterans. And this year, the relay is being sponsored by Microsoft. So it's really cool. It started in Boston on 9-11. So you know what? I'm going to read the details from the website. This is what I'm doing. It says, the epic journey will take the same flag, the American flag, through 24 states and 10,000 pairs of hands over the next 62 days as veterans and supporters work together to bring the American flag to San Diego on Veterans Day. So this relay, this race, each person, it's its incredible how these things get organized organized are by team chapter. So I'm in a team that's Akron, Canton, Ohio. And so we were asked to sign up for a leg in Ohio since it's from Boston all the way to San Diego coming through Ohio. So I signed up. My leg is about four and a half miles where I have to carry this American flag, then pass it off to someone else. Then it says here, supporters work together in this relay to bring the American flag to San Diego on Veterans Day. Again, the 100th anniversary of the armistice of World War One. So it's really exciting. And that's a sort of thing like I need that extra push, that oomph of purpose to make me do it. And so if you happen to live near my neighborhood and see me carrying a flag on my runs, <laughs> you know why, because I am not going to drop that thing. I will not drop the American flag and be the one to do that. So I have to get used to it. So I'll give you more details about that as the date gets closer. It's coming up in September. Also, happy birthday to my son. I just turned 17. Just so incredibly proud of him. So all in one week, we had Gabriel turn 17. My son, Gus, my youngest, my baby, who is almost seven, we took his training wheels off. So he was riding his bike and is riding like a champ now, as well as he lost another tooth. So it's like, come on, it's too much for my heart. All these kids are growing up so fast. And there's been a lot going on with Carolina too, between meeting with her teachers and amending her IEP. And if you could say a prayer for us, we're hoping, trying, praying to get her toilet trained. There is readiness there. I saw it over the summer and we had a rough summer. We had some major challenges that we're still working through, some maladaptive behavior, some regression that was really hard. But she has a good team, and we're continuing to work through that. So always, always appreciate your prayers. And speaking of prayers, I want to tell you about something really exciting that I had a chance to be a part of and give you a chance to win. Check this out. Sacred Scripture says that God's Word will go forth, and it will accomplish that which He purposes. Hello, I'm Jeff Cavins, introducing you today to a new tool that I think is going to make a big difference in your life. It's the Bible Memory Table Tents, a set of six 
different groupings of scripture, 20 in each for every part of your life that's gonna make a difference in your daily life. The beautiful thing about God's word is that it leads us, it corrects us, it heals us, and it keeps us from trouble. So that is the voice of my friend, Jeff Cavins, and a project that he spearheaded through Ascension Press that I am so proud to be a part of. It's called Bible Memory Table Tents, and not just general, but very specific for the stages of life, the ages, and our families that we're hoping to imprint these words in. And a while back, I was so over the moon to be contacted by Ascension, asked if I would be just a small part of this project, help select the memory verses for mothers, and write the brief reflections that would go on the back. So, you know, if you're at a restaurant and you see a dessert, I'm just going to pick dessert because that's always what catches my eye, (laughs) the dessert table tent on the table, and you just take a look, you take a picture, Well, it's the same idea, except it's broken down for, again, there's teen, there's 20 scripture verses every grandparent should know, every father should know, every child, every mother should know. So just like the visibility of the table tent at the restaurant, the idea is to be present right there. The Word of God is right in front of you where you will see it from your kitchen to your dining table, your nightstand, your vanity. A friend of mine has the set for children, and My friend said, my daughter's so excited. She wants to put them on the dinner table and as a family, memorize one verse at a time. And again, there's 20 in each box. So that's the giveaway. I want to give one of these to you. And you can choose from either the 20 scripture verses every father should know, every grandparent, every teen, or every mother. And all you need to do is sign up for our newsletter information will be in that. If you are already signed up, then you're good to go. You're going to see the details and you can register to win. And it's a thank you. It's a thank you for being here as a listener. It's a thank you for your faithfulness and your support of the program. And I know you're going to love it. And they are also available now if you're interested to purchase them. If you go to the Ascension Press website and just search for Bible Memory Table Tents, just go to the Ascension Press website. And I will link this up in the show notes, but make sure you get that newsletter so that you can win. Thank you for helping me celebrate episode number 150. Wanted to wrap up with a couple notes, praying for those affected by Hurricane Florence. So many friends and family checking in, marking themselves safe, but yet knowing that the aftermath is still unfolding. So we lift up, offer prayers for those affected there. Also continuing to pray for our church, our wounded, our hurting church, and that we as a people, we as a community will come alongside the hurting. This is a reminder to bring reform, to bring renewal. And it also drew me to reread Paul's letter to the Ephesians, St. Paul, in light of what he can teach us about the church. And that letter to the Ephesians is structured around ways of thinking about the mystery of the church. Ephesians 1 discusses the church as a body. St. Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he extended when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything. And as Linda shared, we are overcomers. And so to claim that, and as I'm thinking about running with this flag 
running with our banner, the Christian banner, Christ Triumphant, that the truth that even our smile may bless them and be therapy for someone else. And you have certainly been therapy for me. So thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing me to share, cry a little bit here and there, give some fun things away, connect with you over these last 150 episodes. God bless you. And I can't wait, as Father Nathan said, for 150 more. I'm here with you. I'm here for the long haul. Thank you again. Don't forget to sign up for that newsletter and take part in that survey coming up. A big enormous thank you to my producer, solidly propelling our podcast forward. So a big thank you to my producer, Mark Cumming from Coming Home Studio for his dynamic skills and quick work. He is a producer extraordinaire. And so for any needs you may have, check him out at cominghomestudio.com. Thank you and God bless you. And as Linda reminds us, his mercies are new every morning. Thanks be to God. Until next time, friends, peace and love. 